Welcome to the show. Today, we're going to talk about an interesting way we can get in shape, improve our mental health, boost our brain power, build strength and balance while increasing our confidence and having a bit of fun while we're at it. It's an activity you can participate in at any age, even though you may not think you can. Today, we're going to talk about Taekwondo. The name Taekwondo is derived from the Korean word Thai meaning foot, Kwan meaning fist, and Do meaning way of. So literally, Taekwondo means the way of the foot and fist. The name Taekwondo, however, has only been around since 1955, while the martial arts roots began over 2300 years ago in Korea. To tell us more about this martial art, I reached out to Reggie Lawrence, owner of Satori Taekwondo. He's competed on the national and international stage in the sport, and he joins us with his sparring partner and colleague, Stuart Hughes. Reggie, I met you when you were 19 years old, kicking the bag in the field house yeah. back in the day, and you were, you were a competitive athlete then uh, right. as well uh, in the national level for Taekwondo. Right, and my, uh, actually at the time, my ribs were broken, broken from a tournament, and uh, you, you kind of helped me figure out what that was, and then I was like, this guy knows what he's doing, what, what's he, who is this guy? And then uh, started to get to know you, train me, and introduced me to the fitness world, which allowed me to really be an athlete as opposed to just learn how to kick, you actually told me how to put athletics into the sport yeah. instead of keeping it separate. Well, I think that's an important thing. That's what this conversation is about today because not everybody's going to go to the national level for Taekwondo or any sport or mm-hmm. be able to even dedicate you know, as much time as somebody who does 10 years in two different martial arts. But right. the martial arts is broad. It's really, really big. But uh, what makes Taekwondo unique? Okay, so there's a few things. So for the actual style of Taekwondo, Taekwondo, um, if you look at the sport aspect of it, because there's sport and traditional, and the sport aspect of it, it's an Olympic sport, and the main target part of your body is the foot, and you're aiming somewhere above the belt, so a body or head, and they award more points for being more fantastic. So it really, if you are training to be explosive and balanced, and all these like uh, truly gymnastic kind of mentality of competing, you get awarded for that in the sport of Olympic Taekwondo. Right. Taekwondo also teaches classic or traditional martial arts or taekwondo, where it's really about technique and perfection. You have to do it exactly a certain way and you're trying to learn the pure basics of the movement and that's that. And it also teaches you that through our pumse or forms where you have to learn memory and all these things like that too. But that's basically what taekwondo is. And every other martial art has different styles. So some of them might be grabbing, some of them might be uh, mostly with your hands. Um, but really, it's very similar to boxing, except with your feet. Right. Yeah, I knew Taekwondo was very foot-heavy when it came to it, you know? Right. And you said you did Kempo, so Kempo is, is different. It's a lot more striking, is it? Yeah, well, it's it's like Taekwondo in a way in that you're awarded points by kicking, but you're also, there's much more hands uh, being used in Kempo. Like, you can, you know, strike to the face with your hands or strike to the body, or you can kick to the body and head. So, And it's different in a sense that if you ever watch Taekwondo on television, over a two-minute round, it's just continuous kicking, right? right? Whereas Kempo, or point fighting as it's called, is the first guy to the point gets that point, then they reset in the middle, and then they go again. So, right. you know, it's, um, it's very, I think it's very tailored towards who's the most explosive yeah. in that sense. Whereas in Taekwondo, if you can grind it out, uh, you know, you can score points or, or come back from a, from a deficit, right? Well, I got to yeah. think it's got to be pretty exhausting using your feet and kicking the whole oh, time yeah. as opposed to throwing a few punches. When I was a bit of a boxer myself, and uh, yeah. it was, yeah. uh, I could imagine throwing your feet in there. Yeah. Well, they're both demanding for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Now that's good. So there's the belt system, of course, in mm-hmm. Taekwondo as well. How do the belts progress? So, uh, well, it goes white, yellow, green, 
blue, red, black. So some clubs put a stripe in between the middle for halfway through to progress. Now we haven't done that here in our club, but what we do is purely on time that you put in, but it's really about my opinion. Are they ready? And it's not necessarily in technique, it's on everything that we're training. So we train your, your technique, we also trained your mind, we trained your emotions. So if someone's out of control with their emotions, I can't promote them because they need to get that under control. It's not just about technique or fitness, it's about everything about them. So, and we really focus on that, the whole person. So right. wellness is you know, perfect for what we're talking about and what we do. Well, that's the thing. So is, is Taekwondo something that's just for kids or just for athletes that are like 19 years old at the peak of everything? Or is it for everybody that's older, younger? Like, how does it work? Like, well, who are your, who are your, your um, students? Yeah, it's, well, it's for everybody. Anybody that basically has a drive and a want to be here, that's who we train. So everyone that's here does truly want to be here um, because it's challenging. And we, I do challenge people. So if they don't want to be here, it doesn't go very far. Yeah. So we have different classes. There's youth classes and senior classes. We recommend five and up because any, anything below that is a bit too intimidating for them because we are serious. We have fun, but we are serious. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot to take on for someone young. And the ages, we went up to 60 years old. So it really depends on the mentality of the person and if they're truly passionate about this. And then even though it's challenging, they want to do it and they love it and they achieve and stuff like that too. So mm -hmm. it's really that big, broad category, but we do section them in the, in the ages. But right. it's really for anybody that's wanting to do it. Right. And then we're here to God. And you've been doing it for 10 years. So how do you find you still improve now? And how does, what does it add to your sort of regimen? Yeah, it definitely, um, I started in my uh, mid-30s. I'm in my mid-40s now. Yeah. And I feel I'm in better shape now than I was in my 20s even. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you, if you dedicate yourself to it or at least give it an honest effort, yeah. you'll definitely see the, the gains from it. There are significant health benefits for children who participate in martial arts. With sedentary activity on the rise, martial arts can be an effective way to getting kids active and doing something they enjoy while they're improving their fitness. According to estimates from the Harvard Health Publishing, the average person burns about 600 calories an hour in martial arts practice. This means it can be effective in combating obesity in both children and adults. You know, if your child participates in after-school martial arts camp or simply attends practice regularly, and they play outside and they're active on weekends, they'll be meeting the Health Canada guidelines for physical activity, which will give them a strong, healthy body that will serve them for years to come. Additionally, for children on the autism spectrum, there's a good possibility that practicing martial arts will have a positive effect on autism-related symptoms. A systematic review published in May 2017 found that practicing martial arts had a medium to high positive effect on multiple symptoms of the autism spectrum disorder, including social interaction and communication skills, self-regulation, memory, cognitive function, and postural control. Well, Reggie, you said it was challenging. What do you mean by challenging? Because that could be daunting for some people. Because right. it's already scary to walk into a gym. You know? Yeah. And now all of a sudden they got to walk into a, what is it called, a dojo here? Yeah, dojang. A dojang. Well, so, dojo and karate and dojang. Do yeah. So you walk into a dojang yeah. and, uh, and now you're hearing it might be challenging. What does that mean? So it's challenging in every way, but it's, it's just enough. Uh, everyone has their own method of teaching. But the way I like to teach people is not go past the max because then they don't want to come back. And that's, you know, it's great to do that. It works for some people, but a lot of people, before they hit their max, you change it. 
and you and you constantly you're not stopping you're not taking a break but you change what you're doing and you use different ways and methods of energy to take out of your body to keep progressing so that's how we really approach it there but it is always challenging and sometimes it could be you're balancing and you don't fall over and everyone's kind of laughing but trying to really focus their mind and then we'll go into an endurance thing and they're really trying to just keep their breath calm not clench their jaw just relax and go into it explode with relaxation like we talk about these topics that is emotional and physical and just all encompassing but the challenging part is required to really progress because you're constantly achieving you will achieve everything you're going for because you're working on it mm -hmm. and you're doing your best and everything we do here we really revolve around approach it with your best effort mm -hmm. and it's nothing but achievement so so let's go revisit your career real quick because that's important because people need to understand if you're speaking about this you've been through the entire spectrum of it Right. So, look, what belt do you have? What level do you compete at? Give us some sort of background of like some of your accomplishments in the sport. Well, the biggest the achievements that I have through competing in Taekwondo are two-time bronze Olympic trial medalist. So who gets to go to the Olympics? So I got bronze in that twice, which is great. Um, bronze at Canadian Open, two golds at International Mexico uh, Championships. Six-time six medals at national senior. This is all senior, um, but that's really most of it. And fighting all over the world. So went to World University Games in Thailand. Did really well over there. And but it was purely from just a passion that I always had in me when I was young, and I just kind of followed it and kept finding coaches to show me how to get there even better. Just based on someone that can guide me, and that someone at, is at a high level, and then learning how to find these teachers in your life. And then keep going, keep going, keep going, because you'll you'll get as far as you want to go. You just you just gotta not quit. Ask for the right, right. advice. Yeah. Which is the point of the show. Which is why I have you guys on the show today. Mm -hmm. Chat about this so that there people can get the right information. If they're if toying with the idea, maybe I want to take up martial arts. Maybe I want to try taekwondo. Why? Right. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit now about what your class would look like. Like what what if I walk in for my first class or or I walk in for my hundredth class? What what do we do in a class? Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, it follows the same basic pattern where we come in, I talk to everyone, this is what we're going to do today, give everyone a heads up on what we're going to do. We always do a general warm-up, so I have a lot of battle wounds, but because of that I really learned how to respect my body, and I'm very strict with everyone on their joints especially. Mm -hmm. So we warm up our joints first just by moving them, and then we get into a general warm-up, just movement gentle with your body to get the heat in your body up, the blood moving. Then it goes into the actual training where we work on techniques, then we go to apply the techniques, then we cool down, and then we stretch and talk again about what we did. But for the actual fitness level, it's like a bell curve. You start cooling very uh, heart rate here, and your heart rate raises. We're working out this is the main part, and then we cool and taper off, come down. It's just the, the proven way that works. So mm -hmm. and that's how people can just recover better, feel good, mm -hmm. um, and just that's, that's what I believe in that process. So it works. Yeah, so yeah. when they're doing calisthenics, people can go at their own level, or if they're yeah. doing yeah. patterns or whatever, then they can go at yeah. their own level, and some people will be doing the most basic, and some people will be doing advanced, but they can all be side by side. Mm. Oh, yeah. That must be like a learning by osmosis effect as well, too, right? Oh, or, it affects people. Yeah. Beginners, they, they think they're a beginner, and they think they're the only one, and everyone has the same. Kids and adults, they think, I'm the only one feeling like this. Yeah. But it's you tell them, no, this is this will pass, and all of a sudden, they are the senior belt. It happens like, yeah. seems like a blink, where they're all of a sudden... I'm the senior belt. People are asking them for advice, and it happens quick. But all you got to do is just put the work in, and you get there. Time goes by so fast. So, so it's kind of a peer mentorship type approach. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Ways, yeah. yeah. Our club is very team, very yeah. team oriented. The best coaches I ever had were friends. 
Yeah. And so the, that's what I discovered. So that's how I teach. I teach. I'm with you. I'm teammates. We train together. Yeah. So that's the way I think, for me. Yeah, it's, it's a community for people and a social aspect, which people are struggling to get these days, I'm right. sure, to get real connection with people and yeah. accomplish mm-hmm. things together. Yeah. We're talking about the health benefits of martial arts with Reggie Lawrence, fifth Dan black belt in Taekwondo. We'll be right back. Well, let's get into some health benefits, guys. You know, I'm sure there's lots of health benefits for martial arts. I know there are, but the big thing I think is on the forefront for people these days is mental health. Mm. Um, what would be the mental health benefits from being involved in martial arts? The a huge one is just waking up, I think. Like, more than anything, just paying attention, having something to actually physically pay attention to. So some people are, like, focused, and you, people don't know what that means, usually. They're, like, focus on, okay, I'll try to focus, but I'm what? So if you're trying to learn a technique, and I'm saying, okay, balance on this leg, and when you lift your leg, really focus on your supporting knee, and like all this, all this is really meditating, but you're doing it while you're doing something that you enjoy. It's not as dry as just breathing, which we do do as well. We focus on our breath. But when you work on something that's a dynamic moving thing, which is your body, it has a huge effect in different areas. One of them is self-awareness. You start to feel your body. Um, another one is that you're just constantly achieving, like I said before, so you're evolving and you get these eureka moments where you go, oh, I get it, like, and that happens very frequently. Um, so all those things, these constant achievements have a, a, a self-growth thing that happens immediately. Everybody, every class that we ever have, because we keep doing it, we train this way, they always leave feeling so amazing. They even feel compelled to say, I feel so great. It's like, I feel, I love these classes. No, no matter what they come here, like, they always leave feeling great because they're achieving and it's through meditation, it's through paying attention, it's through waking up mm-hmm. instead of, especially today, there's so much to worry about yes. and if you turn on the TV, there's even more stuff to worry about and yeah. none of that has to actually do with paying attention to what's going on around Well, and we're distracted. I mean, people's screen time on the phone just terrifies me when I see it sometimes. I'm like, how mm-hmm. did that happen? Right. Yeah. You know, what could you accomplish in that amount of time? So obviously you, you leave your phone at the door in the car and then you come in and you spend it an hour, you know, mm. or something. Yeah. Uh, working on yourself and being present. Mental health problems are a major social issue that impact individuals and our community in many ways. Although the stigma is being reduced and access is readily available to help, many individuals don't seek the assistance for mental health problems that they need. There's a growing body of research that suggests that martial arts training may be an effective sport-based mental health intervention that potentially provides an alternative to psychological therapy. A 2016 study in the Journal of Sport and Health Sciences, which included older men and women averaged age 70, looked at the possible cognitive benefits of martial arts training versus more generalized fitness. The participants were assigned to one of three groups. One group practiced martial arts, the second did traditional fitness activities, and the other just continued with their normal activities. Only the martial arts group showed improvement in attentiveness, reaction time, and mental resilience under stress. It's not clear why martial arts would produce better cognitive results than other types of exercise. The research suggests that martial arts-specific blends of aerobics, balance, and coordination may have a particularly beneficial effect on the brain. What are the benefits for self-confidence for people? So self-confidence... Really, uh, because it's a you know martial art, you you really start to learn 
one thing is distance. We're really strict on distance. Teaching someone when are you in danger. Like if someone's really far from you, there's no threat until like assuming there's no gun. But if, as soon as they get into a certain range, you get really familiar with this distance, and that alone teaches you confidence in, a, in an actual confrontational kind of world. Um, the other thing, self-confidence, has nothing to do with confrontation. It's more being confident in yourself. And the more, like, the more familiar you get with moving your body and understanding where uh, your joints are and self-improving and how you stand and how you push and how you squat and all these things, um, it really just teaches you how to uh, be sure of yourself because you know how to use your whole body better. Like you're, you're just, um, and through the constant achievement that I talked about before, like you're, if you achieve things in little micro things and big things and small goals, or big get goals. get a new belt. You know, uh, and and the physical, yeah. tangible belt as well, yeah, you're right. Yeah. If you need something tangible, and some people, everybody actually, everyone that gets a belt, they get emotional, even if it's a yellow belt, their first belt. Mm -hmm. So it's it's all uh, building of character, as opposed to a regular mundane day, which is a routine, repetitive thing that there's not a lot of improvement in usually. Mm -hmm. This is, you come to class, there's something new you've never done, and you're going to achieve it, and you're going to get better at it, and then that really gives you the sense of self-satisfaction and self-confidence. Yeah. It grows it in you. Do you have any stories of people that you've seen or work with here that have sort of broken down a barrier and sort of had some sort of revelation when it came to them, what they're capable of doing? You do see it in, in people, you know, if they start and stick with it for a number, for say a year or more, you, you do see them change, right? Mm -hmm. they, you know, um, yeah, they're, they're more outspoken or they're, they're more cheerful, that kind of thing. So yeah, it is, uh, it does change them for sure. Yeah. yeah, their their defenses disappear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's all it's all a, a self preservation, self confidence thing. Yeah. And then as soon as they feel there's no threat here, and it's yeah. just somewhere to do your best, and everyone else gets the same aspect. Like do your best comes down to even saying good job to somebody. But if yeah. someone here said, uh, "What are you doing that for?" If someone was ever rude to somebody, which doesn't happen here because it's just so yeah. weird. Of a, it's not that atmosphere here. Yeah. But as soon as someone, if they were to do that, it would be so out of place here because it's not your best. And yeah. then we and kids sometimes do it when we say to them, "Is that your best? What would you do?" And then we address it because it's very important character. Yeah. Well, here's another thing. I mean, think about sports. Growing up, you had to make a team most of the time, right? Right, and so that's very exclusive in right. a lot of ways. And if yeah. you go to a gym, uh, you're by yourself. You don't have to interact with other people. But mm -hmm. this almost seems like one of those things where you come into a room with people, you join a team. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you anybody can join any team. You know, and they yeah. can play a. They're the number one player in their team, and everybody's playing full time because yeah, you're right. all in the same room together. I think that's mm -hmm. very unique for sport and for exercise is, yeah. uh, compared to a lot of other traditional. Yeah. Or, it or not, but, it's yeah. all you. Yeah, like a team can't let you down in this aspect. Yeah. Right. It's really up to you. But you also get to be part of a team. True. Sure, yeah. At the same time. While yeah. you train, yes. Yeah. And while they cheer you on, right. it is just you in there. But there is this spirit yeah. aspect of your coach feeling like he's in there with you. If you got a good coach, yeah. your teammates, they're in the ring with you. If you hear them like yelling to you, that's yeah. where they're yeah. in the ring with you if you're competitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not everyone's competitive. It's a very small no. But percentage. even here, it could be doing something, going for their belt and doing their patterns or something yeah. like that. Oh, so supportive. It's yeah. family. Like it's everyone, everyone says family martial arts, but everyone in our club for sure knows what that means. Everyone mm -hmm. feels like they're part of that. Hmm. It's like that expression, it takes a village, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Reggie's the head instructor and, you know, he can teach everyone something, but you know it's sometimes those moments where you know someone tells you something 
that Reggie didn't see or doesn't point out because he's dealing with someone else. So, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're open and receptive to feedback, then everyone teaches everyone. So they correct me. Yeah. That's good. That's, That's right. Yeah. Your book didn't turn. I was like, it didn't? Wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Other people can pick you apart, too. Yeah. Um, so on the other side of things, both you guys have careers mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and families and things like that. Right. So, um, you know, how does it help with stress relief? Well, I've never not trained, as long as I can remember, I was always active doing something, and martial arts was really, had something to really zone in on. But, um, like, my work, my work's very busy, and that's, that's my day job for sure, and family is very time-consuming because it's primary, really, because I have a young family, I have one-year-old, four-year-old, and they are really my priority, so I don't ever, I, I shape our classes around when it's available for me to be there, mm -hmm. because... That way, I can show up fully, and um, and it's just a way for me to. I never have stress. Everyone thinks I'm just positive all the time. I am positive, and I'm human. I have negative times too, but it's not. They're not that frequent, and I know it's from training. So anytime that I don't train, say if I had a bad injury years ago, I feel there's no outlet anymore. Mm -hmm. But in martial arts, there's just this such a great outlet of physical, and it's all you, and it's all achieving, and it's all even the impact of it. It has nothing to do with anger. It's just purely energy that you're putting into something and it's passionate yeah. actually it's not negative at all it's very uplifting yeah 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 um actually when i was in the military for a number of years and when we moved back here um my whole family actually started martial arts at the same time pretty much so uh my wife's a black belt three of my sons are brown belts and uh two of them are still sort of were you know they were training up until COVID happened but uh you know i think as a family, learning martial arts is great because you got something to, to talk about, something to relate to, um, and it, you know it does help indeed with you know stress relief, you know the endorphin rush and all that good stuff. So it's yeah. it, it's definitely you know it's it's worth. Sometimes you don't want to go train, but those are the times you should. Right, you, you feel the best you after. Feel good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good news. Uh, so don't break into your house. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, holy cow, that's a family of ninjas right there. <laughs> yeah. That's great. But, uh, you talked about some other activities that you do to help center people and create this sort of mindfulness um, during it, You know, which is a very uh, popular term right now. Right. Um, you say you're breathing, you mentioned patterns, you talked about technique. Just mm. explain a little bit more about some of those different things you do, because I could see how you could actually spend a significant amount of time in a class really being present. Right. Well, it's a good question, actually, because the whole symbol of our club, Satori, means paying attention. It means, like, waking up. And um, we, we do that from the start. So before we do anything in every class, we have some form of meditation, and usually it's breath, where we close our eyes and you have to try to stay still for three breaths, and that's all you got to do is pay attention to your breath. Um, and then we bring that into being tall. Have make sure your posture is, I call it poise, perfect posture, even when you're jogging. So if you're kind of slouch jogging, then I say poise, and then they fix their poisonous, and then we jog with that, and then we bring that into our training, and then we bring that. So that the mindset is we start with that. We start with the mindfulness. We start with the present and connect, you know, let go of everything, let's focus on our breath, and then we, then we proceed. So all of it is truly Satori, paying attention from when you bow in and then when you bow out. So I say, I need you to promise to give me your best, and everyone says, I promise to do my best, and they promise that to their self, really, and at the end, 
we usually make a joke of it, you can go not be your best now. But at least that hour, mm -hmm. you really gave it your, your best, and, and then you leave. That's right. Today we're talking Taekwondo. We'll be right back for the second half of the Health and Wellness Show on your VOCM. Obviously, there's a tremendous amount of physicality required to be yeah, participate in Taekwondo, probably at any level, you know. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the physical benefits of Taekwondo, and what, what does it work on? Uh, well, it, well, there's traditional, which is you're going to learn all the basics, which are the most important anyway. So the mm -hmm. fundamentals are the most important. So you, you're going to learn how to use your legs to squat, and the basics like push, and like push-ups, all those things. Um, learning how to stabilize your core. And, but if you're competitive, like it was what I did, so that's two different routes. It's just the icing goes on top of all that then. So then you got to work on your endurance. Um, how can you deal with being under pressure? So if you're competing against someone and someone has you in a corner, do you fall apart, which is a natural thing? Mm -hmm. Or do you choose the right option, which is something that takes courage to do? Mm -hmm. I have to go in, and then you have to change. So, uh, so that's that. But you have to work on your cardio so that you can keep moving, dancing on your feet, like Ali is moving, moving, moving. Uh, you have to work on the explosiveness, the anaerobic has nothing to do with really breath as much. You need to breathe no matter what, but you need to know how to explode, 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 but know when to just shut it off before you hit the, the max because then you're burning out. Mm -hmm. You can't go to round two, round three, or fight four and five. So learning really to be in tune with your energy systems, when to explode, when to calm down, when to breathe, when to explode again, when to... Uh, like really reset your mind, what's your game plan, and understand when did you lose focus. Like it's a very spiritual thing where if you're competing against someone that's very high, as soon as you make a mistake or as soon as you wonder about anything, they'll hit you because mm -hmm. they see that. I call it sleeping. Right. So that's the competitive world. Yes. And in the traditional world, it's still this constant development and... Um, yeah, so say I'm coming to your class and I'm out of yep. shape and I'm, I'm going to choose to do Taekwondo to get in shape. Right. So like, what is going to get worked on? Is it going to be my cardio? Is it going to be my strength? Like, like, what, is, what are the different things that are going to improve with somebody or be worked on with them? So for short cardio, because we warm up and that's immediately cardio. Mm -hmm. um, the, the strength for short, because we have to work on our squats, the basic movements, so we can build off that with your techniques. Um, the flexibility, which comes through doing the techniques, dynamic, as well as static stretching at the end. Um, and self-awareness too, and range of motion. So just being aware and all those things combined. I was gonna say, because you gotta think that martial arts would be a lot like gymnastics in a lot of ways, where it is. Know, every type of movement is used mm -hmm. and you would be very cognizant of it. I mean, I've, I've seen myself doing sports on video and thought I was a lot more coordinated than I really was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm sure something like this, especially because you do patterns, right? And so you mm -hmm. have to mimic certain movements at a le mm -hmm. level yeah. in order to progress, and those, those movements have to be done properly and if they're not performed right, then somebody may or may not pass. Taekwondo has been shown to be an effective exercise for improving balance and walking ability in older adults. Researchers have found that the dynamic movements in Taekwondo can actually help seniors. They found that when performed regularly, the dynamic movements of the sport help improve balance and walking ability. These results aren't limited to Taekwondo. In a 2016 study in the Journal of the American Geriatric Society, older adults with recent injuries from falls were randomized to either take Tai Chi classes or do leg strengthening exercises for six months. Those in the Tai Chi group were significantly less likely to fall and significantly less likely to be injured if they did fall compared to those in the leg strengthening group. 
So it looks like we're never too old to start martial arts. What's your favorite part of workouts? I remember when I boxed, I used to love like um, uh, I used to love like the the hit your bag, like the, the drills we would do with bags. Mm. Um, is there a certain part of the training that you enjoy the most? Uh, it's hard to say which one I love the most, but the one that comes to mind first is when I hit a target, and it's you can never be perfect. Yeah. But we're always on that path to try to be, but knowing we never will be. But when you do get these really fantastic strikes at the perfect, and you got the technique, and it feels like it's just there, how good it is. And that, that moment when you're hitting the target perfect, and there's just enough power, and just enough control, and you got a great teammate that's working with you, who trusts you, and all that stuff. So the moments when, say, he's holding the target, and I hit it, and uh, it's just great timing and everything, that, that is my favorite. And really close second to that, which we can't do now because of COVID, mm -hmm. is just sparring without impact. Just understanding that that would have been a hit and that would have been and that. So look, recently we can't do that. Mm -hmm. But the striking targets and hitting things, are that's just my favorite. When you actually got a technique and you keep working on it and just improving it and getting longer and getting familiar. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, I enjoy, uh, I think I enjoy sparring the most. Like, it's it really... Let you know where you stand in terms of you know your cardio, your skill, um, your ring awareness. Like you know, yeah. are you keeping your distance, or you know, are you reading the guy right and, and how he's moving and you know what he's going to do next, right? So I like the that mental aspect of it. Yeah, it's also a great uh, reminder that you might need work if you uh, oh, yeah. don't do too well. Keep each other honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought I was uh, maybe not as good as I thought it was. Huh? Uh, Flexibility, that's a big thing for people. People got bad backs, 80% of us mm. get bad backs at mm. some point in our life. Everybody's got aches and pains. Mm. We've got furniture disease from sitting down in a chair all day long. Right. Uh, how does flexibility um, improve with, with Taekwondo? Well, there's a big, the biggest one I see is people's hip in the front. Mm. Um, to kick long, you need to have your hip being able to stretch forward. Uh, so we work on the front hip a lot because if you're sitting down like we are right now, even though I'm using a stability ball, it's a better option, but my hips are short here. They're not straight. If I stand up, they'll get longer. Right, so every single person listening that sits at a desk, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. or drives in a car. Right. Yeah. Okay? I can be or, right, or even just the amount of time they sit watching something or, you know what I mean? So if you want to take it into your day, you should start standing up and working on a table standing up and, you know, get that figured out. But for flexibility, it's amazing. Everyone's tight here, and then eventually their hip starts to stretch forward, and then they get less back problems because we're doing other stretches too. Right. But you can just see how sitting a certain way and having everything shrunk forward in your shoulders, as we keep stretching these things, and you get more familiar with it, as you start walking around, you're stretching just by moving because mm -hmm. you're using full range of motion. You're aware of your body now. Right. And you're working on the stretches, of course, but just the awareness of it. You won't walk hunched over. You won't walk with your hips back. You'll have everything aligned, and you'll just feel it. And then your flexibility comes from class and because it's just with you now. So yeah, training. I, what I love about this is that I've had several different guests on from a variety of different things. So mm -hmm. I've had an orthopedic surgeon on a little while ago, mm -hmm. and I had a physiotherapist on recently. I got you on now. Um, I had a extreme skier. We were all talking about recovery and injuries and things like that. And every single person says you've got to move to recover. Mm -hmm. Right, so yeah. somebody has a bad back, and they've gotten the right advice, and they're being monitored by a physician, and they're doing all the things they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. The only way, typically, these types of things get better is if you move the right way, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. why you need somebody who's an expert to guide you. Mm -hmm. But that seems to be a resounding message. But what do we do typically when we get injured? We stop. 
so right. I'm not yeah. supposed to do that stuff anymore. And so that's another question is like, for somebody who is stiff as a board, okay, mm. you know, and, and there's a lot of, lot of us <laughs> yeah. that are stiff, okay, um, can they join something like, or get involved in martial arts and be able to work with that very limited range that they have? Like, yeah. Is that acceptable for people? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Some people that we train, even they cannot kick high, they cannot uh, pivot properly with because of tightness and everything. It does come with time, but even before that time comes, you don't need to. To learn a technique, you don't have to kick as high to the ceiling as you can. Just turning over and kicking towards someone's knee is all that you need to be able to learn the proper mechanic of this. It doesn't have to be a flexible thing. You can work on that over time. Mm -hmm. So with white belts, when they come in, they're usually not flexible. Some people are very flexible, but the ones that aren't, it doesn't get in the way of their progress because you just have to remind them, don't kick as high as I am. Don't kick as high as they are. Kick, kick this level mm -hmm. and then work on that. And do your warm-ups each time you come in, and over time it gradually gets better. 1% yeah. improvement every yeah. single day for 52 weeks is 50% improvement. Two years, you're 100% better than you were. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it didn't take you, it took you a long time to get to that point of being restricted. And I think that's what people forget about a lot is that... Um, is that you didn't get there overnight. No, no. You're not going to get better overnight. But that's the sort of appeal I thought, why I thought it was such an important topic to talk about was because I feel like this is one of those things that keeps you engaged because you're progressing, because mm -hmm. of a sense of community, because there's a graduating system throughout it, yeah. as opposed to what I've seen so much in the fitness industry is people join a fitness facility, they go mm -hmm. for a little while while the commercials are still giving them a hard time with their New Year's resolution, mm -hmm. and then they, then they stop. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is people don't play enough. They don't right. have enough fun when they exercise, and mm -hmm. it becomes another form of work, yeah. which you know sounds like you guys' philosophy towards that is that people come in and then they enjoy it, but they're also focusing on like making something better at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So I talk about that as a, as in passion. If you if you have something you're passionate about, that's what you should do. So if you if you were a kid and you love biking, mm -hmm. you should get a bike mm -hmm. because you do like that. You just forgot. Right. Like it's something easy to be active. Yes. Instead of like you said, go to the gym and work. Yeah. came home from work and then you're stressed and you go do more work, you're just trying to release energy. But if you're not enjoying it, yeah. then you should choose something else. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things I've taken up as an adult that I never thought I would take up again, but you know, I have to love them. You know? We'll be right back. So we talked about exercise, talked about stretching, talked about mindfulness, mental health. Uh, I'm obviously a huge advocate for eating right. Mm. Uh, you're not a registered dietitian, but you do have a certification in nutrition, so right. that's really helpful for when you're working with your athletes and your students. How does nutrition play a role in your day-to-day -day practice and, and in with, the, with the people you're instructing? Okay, so nutrition really, you are what you eat. We all have heard that phrase, but it's very, very real. Um, and your body is just, whatever you put in, that's what it's gonna make up who you are. And simple things like if you don't drink enough water, then you're going to feel sluggish and usually people think they're hungry and they eat more junk and all these things. Um, people not eating, like if you eat processed anything, as soon as you have anything that's delivered to you that's in a box or anything like that, like you should avoid that. Mm -hmm. So really, the advice that I give to people is eat clean, which is eat from the source as much as you can, like a banana, an apple for the snacks and you know uh, vegetables and you know protein of different sources, make sure it's there, but the biggest thing when people say, yeah, but what ones should I eat? Should I eat this and not that? The real answer is variety, I think. So just have a bit of everything. Don't have every day oatmeal and eggs and every day oatmeal. Like, have oatmeal a little bit and have some uh, you know, carrots and 
have some you know eggs and then you can have whatever you can just mix it up so you, instead of having one you could have a bit of everything so variety is it and it goes for the, the protein source it goes for your vegetable source your fruit source um, and then some people say well how do I know variety so many choices well I'll just say different colors colorful mm -hmm. different things colorful um, and on top of that for supplements I'm a believer in unless you have medical condition going against it um, omega-3 mm -hmm. you should I think you should have and a healthy dose of it a standard dose and a general multivitamin just to make sure that your body has those as well mm -hmm. and that's where water comes in too if you don't have enough water you need that to circulate to everything and have your blood flowing right, right. Um, but ultimately once you eat right and once you follow how to just basically eat correct you start to feel incredible and it's it shows in, in your performance it shows in your cognitive it shows in everything it's mm -hmm. just who you are and in, 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 from from what you eat Right. And everything else we work on through class and stuff like that too, but the nutrition really becomes you. It's not about being perfect, it's about being a little bit better. That's right, yeah. Like if you were if you yeah. were coming in and you just started to take up Taekwondo or any form of martial arts or any form of ex exercise for that matter, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be critically important that you start to put at least some proper food in. It's like yeah. I said, I always use the analogy of building a house. Mm -hmm. You know, if you drop off warped, broken boards and you got good boards there, your body's going to choose the good boards. Yeah. So even if you're having a bit of junk and then you're starting to eat better, your body's yeah. going to start to use that good stuff. And over right. time, it's going to respond in a more positive yeah. way to that good stuff. And then you're going to be more full off that because that'll be your first choice. And eventually the other stuff disappears. Mm -hmm. um, but I, yeah, I, I feel like um, that's something that people may not think about is mm -hmm. hydration status your other, uh, and, and your food. And that can make a workout a billion times better and more right. effective because you've got the energy. Yeah. Um, and eating right after a workout too, right? Right. Don't go and down a beer after a workout. Like have some protein or have you know yeah. some toast with peanut butter or something. You know, just something to recharge again, right? Yeah, and that is a very common thing. I've I've seen, um, you know, uh, and again, not calling out anybody. I won't give big specific examples as we've all seen this before. But yeah. like, a kid finishes a sporting event, you know, and it's for their health and it's rewarded with a treat. Mm. And, and I, I believe in treats. I yeah. totally believe in treats, okay? Like, mm -hmm. I think it's really, really important to not restrict anything with kids and things like that. However, I do think that creating a habit of yeah. poor nutrition following right. physical activity is yeah. not necessarily a really good association yeah. to reinforce with a child. Right. Yeah. Right? Um, maybe it's, that's when you have your healthy yeah, food, and right. then on the weekend when we're watching a movie, we can have our yeah. other stuff. But, you know, uh, that's just the philosophical side yeah. of things for me. When the right. parent shouts from the sidelines, if you score a goal, I'll get you an ice cream, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the wrong motivation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. I've seen it, yeah. yeah. So let's get philosophical. Um, Newfoundland's the most unhealthy province in the country in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, why do you think that people should something like martial arts or just exercise in general being from Newfoundland and representing us all around the world uh, well I can't comment on sedentary lifestyle here really because I don't have one yeah. so I don't know but all I can say is from the life that I've been in because I found something I'm passionate about which I mentioned before like find something you enjoy and do it um, I can just tell you that I can't live without being active like I can I'm sure but I don't want to I want to find a way to be active and I've had injuries before where my knee was in like a, a brace I can't move it and my arm was in a cast same time but I was still shadow boxing and finding ways to move because I like it and it makes me feel good so for anyone really like I don't know our stats uh, and I'm, I've heard the phrase that we do have a unhealthy population and 
Um, but really, being active, as, as simple as going for a walk, or like I said, riding a bike, or swimming, or, or hiking, there's so many beautiful places in Newfoundland, there's no reason why people shouldn't be out mm -hmm. and enjoying all the amazing things that we have here. And every time I send a picture to anyone that doesn't live in Newfoundland, they're like, where are you? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, this is everywhere. This, this is, is a town. Can, this is center town. Yeah. <laughs> you can go anywhere. So we have, we have all the avenues to do things. We have, you know, martial arts is one of them, but really just find a way to be active and make sure it's something that you enjoy or have fun, like you mentioned. It's mm -hmm. something that is easy to do, something you like to do and look forward to, and then you just keep it and you'll be healthy. Yeah. And that might be experimenting. And maybe you try martial arts, you don't like martial arts, it's okay. Right. You, know, you know you don't like it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now right. you can try something else. You yeah. can try fishing, or you yeah. can try yeah. mountain biking, or you can try anything else. And that's really the point of this. And that's why I really wanted to have like guys like you on here that, that live in a day-to-day -day basis to see people come in with a variety of different skill sets mm. that are you know, that are intimidated coming in or real experts that are moving from one form of martial arts to another mm. and they want to spice it up by changing their discipline. And, uh, and really, that's, that's the key. So, so Reggie, I've, I've seen you basically grow up since you were yeah. a kid and training and, and seeing you open up this place. And I thought the name was really interesting, Satori, because you said it was about mindfulness, it was about being present. Any advice for folks philosophically about why they should take care of their health? Um, you were one of the few people that did recognize what Satori meant when you wrote to me, when you saw, I like your name, so a lot of people didn't know, but when you research it, it says to be aware. Um, so with nutrition, it gives you the awareness to start paying attention to what you eat. Um, when you do activities, whether it's even just walking down the street, which I do frequently and I teach people here, um, is to pay attention to your posture as you walk. Pay attention, you can start from the bottom up, which is usually a good way. How does your heel hit? How does your ankle move? How does your knee move? How does your hip move? Like, and then by the time you get to the top, you're really doing this right, and you've discovered your own body and yourself with all those things. So that comes from Satori, or waking up. So instead of walking down the street and being mind, mindless, which is what we've been trained to do, basically, um, you start to pay attention. And when you're driving on the street, just the fact of if you put down the window and feel the wind, just for the act of feeling the wind, you're waking up and you're starting to participate more in life instead of react to life because life can throw everything and you got to react, react, react and then as soon as you start waking up into your workout or into your biking or into your driving or into brushing your teeth everything, the more you wake up the more healthy you get because you're releasing all these stresses of thinking thinking about got to do something or what happened then and analyzing everyone's so detached from what's really around them and the easiest way, if anyone wants to know how, is to just use your senses. So at any point, say, what is that? What is it? What, what do I hear right now? Just what is it that you hear? Listen, it could be the lights buzzing. And you say, what do I feel? So when you're driving, you put down the window, you're feeling the wind. You use your senses. When you eat, are you paying attention? Are you taking your time? Are you enjoying it? Or are you talking and, and not listening or doing work? So the biggest thing that I think that I could ever offer anyone really is what we are, which is just wake up and learn learn how to do that. Yeah. Well, that's why we're called human beings, because we're supposed to be yeah. in the present. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for taking the time today, guys. Oh, yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Great uh, yeah. to learn all about this and see the facility. Yeah. I enjoyed my visit to Satori Elite Athletics and chatting with my friends Reggie Lawrence and Stuart Hughes. 
They taught us there's a lot of benefits for our physical health that are gained by participating in martial arts. But they also shared there's some even greater benefits for our mental health, confidence, and mindfulness from the sport. Taekwondo stood the test of time, and that's likely for a good reason. You never know. We might see you in the dojang. Today's show was engineered by VOCM and Richard Sepka. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Health and Wellness Show on your VOCM.